Wow, this is the biggest support group I've ever been to. <laughs> Hi, my name is Frank. I'm a recovering brain injury survivor. I'm glad you know your line. Um, anyway, here we go. I was uh, working as a journeyman welder fabricator in Prudhoe by the Bay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I was on that coveted three and three schedule, which really works out pretty good. Takes you years to get it. I was at home um, the morning of the April 15th, 1998. And my girlfriend was at work, and my kids were at school, my daughters were at school. And uh, I was waiting for the coffee and or Adderall to kick in. <laughs> so the phone rings. It's my uh, family doc with the results of last night's uh, expedited brain scan. And he says, as if speaking from a script, Mr. Box, I regret to inform you that last night's MRI shows a plum-sized tumor. And your right frontal brain, um, your case has been transferred to Dr. Timothy Cohen at Anchorage Neurosurgical. They'll be calling you within the next two hours. If they do not call you, you call them at 258-6999. I wish you the best of luck, sir, and he hung up. I, so I was blown away. I said, this has got to be a joke. But then I started thinking back to, I did have an MRI last night, and it was noisy as hell. It sounded like a jackhammer on the outside of a washing machine. And uh, so I remembered that. And then several nights previous to that, I remember my girlfriend uh, telling me that she hadn't peed all over me, that I'd done it to myself in my sleep because I'd had a seizure. And I'm not into that kinky Donald Trump kind of stuff. So. <laughs> I, 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 was, I figured she was kind of telling the truth, and then I started remembering this twitching behind my right eye, and then this uh, left-sided weakness that had been kind of plaguing me over the last six months, so I said, well, maybe there's something to it, but two hours is a long time to wait, so I just stared at the phone for a while, and then all these questions and memories just started just kind of assaulting me, and I sat there, and I went, well, Maybe it's hereditary, like this ADD that I've got and my daughters have. So maybe that, maybe, and that's why I probably chose to be a welder because I trade school at 17 and now I'm 43 and it just seems like the, a natural thing for me. So, and man, I really miss talking to my dad at times like these. I still do it, but um, it's not as easy since he died in Thanksgiving in 1990, but Anytime I have a problem, he generally has the answer. He died of a heart attack at age 60. And I didn't really think that was fair, but I kind of changed my life since then, made a lot of changes. I started getting healthier and mentally and physically uh, so that I wouldn't follow in his footsteps. And I'm sure he would approve. I started taking advantage of the healthy choices in Prudhoe, which they have a really nice uh, gym and an indoor running track. I've was using that in the computer classes, trying to make myself better every way I could, so I could be a better provider and a better employee and all that. Uh, so I was making strides. As a matter of fact, in 14 months, I had dropped 84 pounds and uh, had uh, started uh, running 13-mile events after working a 12-hour day in a welding shop. So I was feeling pretty healthy. 
But in Prudhoe Bay, you don't always lose your wife. Sometimes you just lose your turn. And so I got a divorce, and I wound up with a shared custody agreement, a shared child custody agreement that, that aligned with my work schedule. Oh, being the phone rings, it's Anchorage Neurosurgical Associates telling me that my appointment is the next day. And the, the brain surgeon, when I met him, was confident beyond his years. And, and, he, and he did his best to replace my soap opera, soap opera knowledge of brain surgery with some real data. It, was, it probably helped. But I was, you know, a, a calmed down my panic about having my hard drive erased. Uh, I wasn't too cool about that. So, but immediately after it, I knew there was going to be some problems and I needed an advocate I could trust. So I called my mom in Arizona and I got my younger sister. It was a package deal. <laughs> so anyway, they show up and uh, wow, this is uh, going a little slower than I thought it would. But um, thanks for putting up with me. Um, um, so five days post-surgery, with 29 staples in the top of my head, my 17-year-old daughter tells me through her tears, Daddy, I'm pregnant, and I don't know what happened. I've got, this isn't brain surgery, sweetie. I got a good idea what happened. <laughs> more, more on that later. So I was off work for nine months, went back to work for five months. The tumor came back even bigger. Um, so that was followed by another surgery in June of 99 and uh, 30 radiation treatments, which gave me this cool nuclear haircut. And uh, then a year of procarbazine, PCV, chemotherapy. I remember telling the surgeon, can you get it all this time? <laughs> and he said, that might leave you with some deficits. And I said, I'll deal with that. I can't deal with that thing growing in my head. And so the surgical report, I'm going to paraphrase here. Uh, it said that he took out the old stuff, a little bit of new stuff around the edge. And um, so it expanded that plum to about the size of a small lemon. And I was feeling pretty good when I woke up, happy to be alive. A little bit concerned that I couldn't find my ass with both hands and radar. Uh, my, right, uh, my right eye didn't work so good. And my left hand was pretty much unresponsive until he yelled at me and said, squeeze. So the panic worked pretty good. Uh, so I went, I went home and I started my brain injury ninja warrior uh, therapy, which involved uh, running across lumber piles and uh, trying not to, and teeter-tottering on it and uh, trying not to fall down and then uh, swing, uh, beating, the, beating the bark off the cottonwood trees with my sticks to get rid of the, um, to get rid of some of that uh, cobra anxiety, cobra premium anxiety, and then, uh, then I would grab the electric fence and kick off one extra tough and strum my toes on the grass to make that foot uh, kind of tell the brain where it was, and that worked pretty good. Uh, and, and this wasn't approved by the doctor, it's something I just come up with. The, um, and then that granddaughter of mine had kind of grown up to where I was babysitting her, and we could really commiserate as she learned and I relearned how to use this uncooperative body. 
and uh, we, she knocked over her sippy cup and I knocked my coffee off the table. We were quite a pair. <laughs> so I joined a support group in June of 2000 at Access Alaska, and the peer support is the difference, peer support is the difference between suffering and anguish. So that group woke up in me my intrinsic value and connected me with my community and made all the difference. So it's, okay. there's nothing wrong with my memory. It's just not very long. Um, <laughs> So the last day of radiation, I was waiting for a referral to chemotherapy when I met a man and his wife who had a mixed prognosis. He, his marriage was probably going to last the rest of his life, which was about six weeks by some estimates. And looking at another year of chemotherapy, I felt myself envious, shamefully envious of this dying man. So I just continued with my jujitsu support group and going to church to, to jam my life so full of good stuff that nothing bad could get back in. And about a year later, I met a nice lady in church. Two years, two years later, I met her. And then a year later, we were married. We've been married 15 years. Yeah. So. I guess I really got everything I wanted, including this strange de facto partnership with these gifted, dedicated medical professionals that um, by simply doing my best to succeed in survivorship, I further honor their commitment to saving lives. So that's pretty cool. Although I, do, I, I, I stay alive and and I've honored them for all their hard work. Um, and, but summing up, here it is, summing up. Life is about suffering well, falling with grace, learning how to roll with it, if you will, and uh, loving like your life depends on it, because in the end it does. Thanks. Thanks.